this episode, we are talking about past lives again. So this is the second episode in our past lives series. So here we're talking about how you can use the concept of past lives, digging into your past lives. Like how can you use that in your own life? How is that beneficial to you? So we're going to give you some reasons on that. Jamie and I also did um, two past life meditations. We're going to share what those were like. We also have linked those meditations in our show notes for you to go and check out. So that is at embodylove.me slash intuitive girls. So let's jump right in. This is Heather Wood and Jamie Hayhurst, and this is the Intuitive Girls Guide. Are you ready, Jay? I sure am. Let's do it. All right. So this time we're going to talk about how you can use past lives in your own life. Like, why is that beneficial other than the fact that it's just cool, right? Like there's, (laughs) it's fun. It's interesting, but exactly. So we're going to talk about that. And then Jamie and I both found two meditations, um, that were both past life meditations, both kind of different, some similarities, Mm -hmm. a little bit different that we did. So we're going to tell you about our experience with those. Um, but we're also going to, I'm going to put the link, um, in our show notes, which you can find at embodylove.me slash intuitive girls. You can listen to episodes there. You can check me and Jamie out there if you want to. Um, and I'll also put show notes. So I'll put links to these meditations so you guys can go try them. And then hopefully you'll also send us some feedback and tell us, um, what your experiences were like, or your opinions of these meditations were. We would love We love to listen to that kind of stuff, don't we, Jay? Yep, absolutely. Okay, so let's jump in then. So let's talk first about, again, other than it being super cool, why is it beneficial to um, dig into past lives and to understand that uh, in your own life? So I came up with some some reasons that I thought, Jamie, I thought I'd tell them to you and you could let me know what you think. Let's hear it. Okay, so the first one, I think this is a really big one, so I'll put it first. But understanding yourself is a really freaking big deal. <laughs> yeah, sure is. And not, I'm going to, this is going to be a slight soapbox moment. So Jay, you can reel me off of it if that's <laughs> necessary. Um, but not just understanding yourself. So you, you do that whole deep dive and you just like know your own things and limitations and not just sitting there, but understanding yourself so you can push yourself through the, the stuff that's holding you back, the stuff that, whether it's fears or phobias or limitations that you've put on yourself, if you understand yourself, you want to also take it to that next le- level of like doing something about it, right? Right. Because if you don't act on it, it's just an excuse. Yeah, it becomes kind of victim-y, right? It's just like, these are the reasons why my life is hard. <laughs> right. So like, I can't do anything about it because of my past life. But like, right. no, no, you you can learn from it and then make some changes. That's really empowering when you choose that perspective. A hundred percent. Okay. So seeing the root of your issue is, I think, healing in itself. It may yeah. not be all healing work, but if you've got something going on and you can't quite figure out like, why do I have this fear ruling my life? Or why am I kind of consumed by this? And you find the root cause, you find like where it started or where it came from. I feel like you speed yourself up on the healing journey big time. Oh, without a doubt, because then you just understanding why something is happening in your life um, 
it cuts so much of the workout and it cuts out so much of the mystery. Like once you know the root of something, then again, you can take the action that's required. Definitely. I think when I'm doing sessions with people, that's one of my most favorite moments. Um, and I think you probably feel the same way is when you see them kind of connect those dots and there's that like light bulb above their head moment. Yeah. That epiphany moment of that aha moment is so powerful. Um, just that moment alone makes you feel better when you have that and you understand something and you know, it's not just a flaw or a fault of your personality or whatever, you know, whatever you might be telling yourself about it. It's so, it's so empowering. It really, really is. Empowering is the perfect, perfect word for it. Um, also, your incentive to heal your issues now. I think if you are looking back into your past lives and you see you've carried trauma or unresolved issues with you from past lives, it kind of makes you think like, I think I want to work on my stuff in this life. So I don't take this with me. I've had enough of dealing with this issue in the past six lives. <laughs> right. And it's a way to, to stop it from going forward. Like you're doing your future self a favor, not just like totally. yourself in 20 years, but your future self in the next life. Like if you can heal it now, then that suffering can, can end yeah. and you can work on some other stuff. Yes. You can pick some new suffering right. <laughs> stuff to work on. So you can, you can deal with that one. Exactly. Um, Oh, this is a, this is a big one for me that I love seeing, um, seeing patterns from different lives that you're still doing in this life. So if you get to tune into like maybe two or three past lives and you notice these patterns of like, Oh, I did that in all of those lives and I'm doing it in this one. I think that is a really, it's kind of another light bulb moment. Yeah. Uh, but I also, I think that with, with maybe, um, a different perspective, it could be seen as like, again, an excuse. Oh, this is my cross to bear or, Oh, this is what I do in every lifetime. And then it's a way to just sort of ignore the work that needs to be done. But if you choose to, again, take an empowering perspective, it's a way to heal through so many lifetimes. I mean, that's really powerful stuff. Totally. And again, you know, I, I so agree with that. It's, you can't just you can't just be that person who's obsessively doing the work and finding information out without then pushing yourself with it and using it to, to make some, some changes really. Yeah. So I definitely agree. Um, oh, feeling like you're a part of something bigger. I feel like when I think of past lives and when I look back and, and see like, Oh, look at, I think in that life I was doing work on this same issue or, or I was a part of something there and I, I feel connected to that now. I like that feeling. And I think sometimes in more modern religion where it's like one lifetime, I think you kind of get a little robbed of that. Like, like you're not as much a part of this big picture. Does that make sense? Yes, I agree. I, th I think you, and I think you also get to feel like you're impacting more people and more lives. If it's something that you're seeing a pattern in, then it's like, I, I've been working on this you know, for much longer than this current lifetime. And it can be, it can feel like you're being more impactful. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I am going to tell you this next one and I'm going to try really hard not to launch into a Hamilton song when I say it, but I really, I'm not sure I can promise. Good luck. <laughs> okay. Um, how precious your shot is. Like, oh, I feel yeah. like, 
I feel like some people think of, of reincarnation and living a bunch of lives and they think like, oh, well, it takes away from this life. But for me, I feel the opposite. Like there are so many lives that you could look back on and see like suffering or like really difficult situations that you're in. And then you kind of, it's sort of, in my opinion, gives you this perspective of like, no, this shot is really precious. Like I, I can't throw it away. <laughs> yes. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you and you might have lifetimes in the future where you're still working on the same stuff, but not as Heather, not in this lifetime, not with this set of tools and this personality and these goals and objectives. So it is it is one shot. You might get a lot of shots, but you don't want to blow this one. You want you want to make the most of this one. Yeah. And in this time in the world, this is your only shot at this time to make a difference. Right. right. Exactly. So, yeah. And I think you're just making it harder for future you <laughs> if you well, don't work to take your shot now. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then the last one, I know that you'll like this one. Um, I think when you look back at past lives, especially when you see ones where you're kind of like crushing it or you're doing something really brave, um, it sort of reminds you how capable of being a badass you are. Yes. I think that's a great perspective. And I also think that you, that I've, with, with your help, I have seen past lives of my own and they weren't so powerful. And I think that I, I, I took it and used it the same way that like, I didn't get the chance to do that then. So I want to do it now, you know, yeah, kind of like that hindsight. Yeah. But if you know, you were doing cool stuff in another life, like, yeah, you want to live up to that. You, you want, you want to bring the same kind of power and energy to this lifetime. Exactly. Like if you, if you look back and you were some like, I don't know, war hero or some like badass queen that like, you know, does this amazing thing. Like even if it, if it seems more ordinary, but you survive something really difficult, you know, in a, in a difficult time, it, it sort of makes you go, Oh, like I, there's more, there's more to me than I give myself credit for. If I, that was me, you know, a different form of me, but I did that. So I like that. I could do it then I can do it now. Definitely. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I also, I also, sorry. I also think like if I could do X, Y, and Z in the 1600s, (laughs) like (laughs) I could do something good now in 2020 with all this technology and this information and communication. I mean, you can, you can take whatever perspective you want. You just, you just have to choose something that's going to be helpful and powerful to you. You want to know where a sort of interesting time in my life where I had that exact thought was as I was about to give birth to my first child, you know how scary that is when you're in that, like, like, am I capable of this? And then I, I really did think to myself, like, I bet I've done this in like the 1500s, the 60, like, 1600s like I can do this now (laughs) right exactly in a cave somewhere exactly (laughs) yes definitely I definitely agree with that all right so anything else you want to add to that list that you can think of no I that that certainly I think covers all the benefits for sure all right so should we tell them a little bit about these two meditations that we did and I'll let you give like a little synopsis of them but I do want to say again that you can get these meditations. Um, their links are on um, embodylove.me slash intuitive girls. We'd love for you to do them too. Um, they're free and you can grab them. Um, they're both on the Hay House meditation app 
um, or podcast, I guess. So you can check that out. But all right, Jay, will you give us a little a little info on these two meditations? Yep. So the first one is by Denise Lynn, and it's called Just Past Lives Meditation. And it's 26 minutes long, so not not too bad. Um, <clears throat> some people might be adverse to big time commitments like I sometimes am. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Meditation's a little on the shorter side. Um, and that one was... <clears throat> A visualization where she walks you through um, and you walk over a bridge and as you're walking over the bridge it gets foggy and you're sort of entering the time space continuum and um, and choosing a life a past life to view um, the second one was by Brian Weiss and it's called the mirrors of time meditation and that one's only 18 minutes and this one was my, I preferred this one, um, not only not only because it was shorter, but um, because he had, you used mirrors, like in the name, mirrors of time. Um, so you used mirrors to look into and to see um, past lives and to see what you could see in those mirrors. So it was, I, to me, that, it, that just clicked a little bit more in my brain visually. It was a good, solid visual to be guided with, I think. I agree. Yes. Awesome. And those are both, again, they're on the Hay House Meditations podcast. You can find them there, but we'll also link them directly for you guys so you can find them. Okay. So starting, starting with the past lives meditation, the Denise Lynn one, um, tell me a little bit about your experience with it, Jay, and then I'll tell you a little bit about mine. Okay. So uh, if you know me, <laughs> you, you may know <clears throat> that I struggle sometimes with these types of intuitive um, this intuitive type of exercise. So I fell asleep, which is just classic, <laughs> classic Jamie, um, <clears throat> fell asleep, had to redo it. Um, and then it was fine. Then I liked it. I did feel like if you're doing any type of past life work, there's going to be, um, a thread of hypnosis in it. So there's counting down. Um, and I did feel like it felt like her voice went a little, um, like her voice sometimes made me anxious when she was counting, her voice got kind of fast and louder because she was trying to create this moment where you were going somewhere else. Um, but I did notice that I was sort of coming out of the moment doing it. Mm -hmm. So I'm sharing this because a lot of people struggle with this stuff. And if you're listening and you're new to this, or if you're someone like me who struggles with it, I don't want you to feel like you're doing it wrong. There is no doing it wrong when you're doing anything in intuition. Um, it just might be not the way your energy works naturally. And it's something you have to acclimate to. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's so, um, so true. Yeah. So, but I, I liked it once I got there and once I got over that bridge that she was leading us over, it, I, I liked it. I felt that same way about the counting and not to jump over to the other meditation, but Brian Weiss is, is a hypnotherapist and you could definitely feel a difference in the way that he brought you there and the way that she did. Yes. Um, and also I did feel like it was a bit slow in the beginning. Like it took me really until I was over the bridge to be like, okay, I'm, I'm really into this now. So I, I agree. Yeah, well, my ego likes to do a lot of talk. Like, hurry up, hurry up, we're there. We don't. I don't need this. I don't, <laughs> I don't need this calming down. Let's get to the bridge. Exactly. And that, that extra minutes in that meditation, the eight extra minutes, um, allowed maybe a little bit too much of my ego to to try to shut it down. 
Same. And, you know, some people will listen to it and be like, you know what, I need, I need it's there to get into it. And maybe if you just had this like crazy hectic day, like that eight minutes will probably feel great. Um, I think you and I both share a little bit of a sense of impatience in our lives. (laughs) (laughs) So that too. All right, go ahead. Continue. Um, so the, in the Brian Weiss one, the mirrors of time, I love that one. Um, I felt like for me, um, we might have to have a podcast on the Claire's Heather, but definitely should do that. So yeah. My Claire, um, I am not necessary. I don't necessarily use clairvoyance as a first method for like sensing energy. Mm-hmm. So for me, I felt like the mirrors helped direct my intuition into seeing things like in in Denise's when I stepped off the bridge um it was almost like it was too much of a blank slate and so my my ego started to resist like what I was seeing and like not seeing anything not picking up anything whereas when I was focusing down on one mirror um that was more like concrete for my my brain to work with and it was easier for me to pick stuff up I think that's a really good point because whichever, however you are, you can sort of look at these two meditations. I think if you are more visual, Denise's might give you a little bit more space. Like I know I felt, I went like a little deeper with hers. Yes. Um, where Brian's being a bit more, um, I don't know if structured is the right word, but like, like a little bit more like directly visualize this. Um, I think that that's helpful. So whichever, whichever way works for you, these, these two options are good in the fact that they're different like that. Absolutely. All right. So can I tell you a little bit about my experience with these meditations? Please do. (laughs) So where Jay sometimes struggles to get into them, I struggle to come back. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually did, um, Brian's meditation first. So the mirrors of time one, I did that one first because I, when I was doing that one, I had less time. So Mm -hmm. I was like, let me do this one and then I'll do Denise's. And that, I think that actually worked out well because I used Denise's to go deeper into the life that sort of came up for me in, in the mirrors of time. Oh, smart. Yeah. It wasn't on purpose. It's just kind of, (laughs) (laughs) um, So just a little, I'll just give you quick stuff, but it was kind of interesting. So in, in the mirrors of time thing, you know how they, he was saying like, look in the mirrors and find, find, was it a door to go in? I think it might've been or, okay. You know, in, in Chicago where there's all those people in the boxes in like poses, can you picture this? Yes. Okay. That's totally what it looks like to me. Like different versions of myself in Chicago boxes. And there was this one that I was really drawn to because she had like a really bright red outfit. So I ended up going in through that one. Um, And so I love it in a past life meditation when you are asked direct questions. I really like that. And Brian's had more of that, I feel like, than Denise's. Um, So he asked for a date. Um, Do you remember that? I got one. Yeah, I did too. What did you get for a date? Uh, 1832. Ooh, I got February 2nd, <laughs> Oh, you got a real date. I got a Yeah, I didn't get a time stamp on that, but. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
I did have a little trouble figuring out where I was though, which I find anytime I do past life regression stuff, I, the like location of where I am is the hardest for me to figure out. Did right. you get a location? Um, mine wasn't super specific, but it was somewhere in Europe. Like to me, it looks sort of like Italy or something somewhere like that. Stone walls, like I don't, I'm not sure, but something over there. Yep. For me, my best guess where I was was India. Mm -hmm. um, and interestingly enough, the shoes that I had on, I believe he directs you to look at your feet. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, this is like probably not, I don't even know how to describe them, but you know those those shoes, I picture them in Aladdin where like the little, it comes up at the top. Yep. It's Absolutely. like a little genie shoe. Yeah, that's, I was wearing those. There you go. And then I even was like, maybe it's a tie to Aladdin. And so I looked up where Aladdin was located and it's a, it's a made up place. Right. <laughs> Agrabah is not, not, not real. real. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Learn something new. Um, <laughs> so um, what else? Oh, um, when he says to go back into your childhood, um, the word like performance was a big thing for me. And I had just like, kind of a quick jumble, jumble of like a bunch of moments. I couldn't like lob onto one, um, but they were all of, <laughs> try not to be shocked by this. They were all of little kid me performing for people, like whether wow. it was dancing or singing or speaking or like, it was like this part of me that loves that, which is still true today, but I'll get more into this when I talk about the other one though. There's a lot of like um, editing and, and a little bit of like guilt that I like that, that right. existed today. Right. 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 So you need to look so at I was, that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, let's see. In this past life, um, I was some kind of a performer, like a singer or a musician. I couldn't quite get that. Um, and I had a feeling like the date was my wedding day, but I couldn't, I kept trying to confirm it, but I ended up feeling like I didn't feel like he gave me enough time after asking me the question to like get the answer. I don't know if you felt that way, but yeah. well, no, because it's harder for me to like, I'm not getting sucked down the rabbit hole as far as you are. So <laughs> it felt, it feels like better time for me, but yeah, I could see how that, that could be an issue for sure. Yeah. Like with Denise's, if there was less time in the beginning and more in, in that digging into like the stuff, I would have liked that better. Yeah. Um, and then lastly about the mirrors of time one, um, I really liked the advice he gave about like, if you start to feel uncomfortable, like you can just float above it. Like you don't have to be in the life. I thought that was good. Yeah. I think lots of people need a, like sort of an escape route sometimes when it starts to feel overwhelming emotionally. Uh, it's good to give someone away rather than just quitting the whole meditation and breaking that flow of energy to just give them a way to like float up and then come back down when they're ready. That's a, that's a really smart thing to do. I thought so. I, I, I never felt the need to use it, but I liked having it in my mind. Um, but like something that I could go to. Absolutely. All right. Did you have anything else about that meditation you wanted to share before I jump to the next one? Nope. Okay. Um, so the past lives one with Denise, I really liked that her, her opening and it ended up kind of startling me. You know, when you have those, like the, those moments where stuff lines up with the universe and it gives you that sort of like one second bellyache, you know, that feeling where you're like, Whoa. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, 
I have been thinking about from the past meditation that like performance thing and I was like I wonder I, I need to dig into that more but I hadn't really and I thought I thought like I wonder if I'll get an opportunity in this meditation too and she kind of opens by being like we're gonna draw on a, a gift or a talent from that li from the life that you're in to bring it to today and I had that moment of like <laughs> oh look at that alignment Denise Lynn <laughs> perfect that's that's a great setup right there <laughs> Um, so I actually chose to go back into the same life in this meditation. So I don't know, I can't speak to, and maybe you can like how easy it was to pick a life to walk into. Cause in this one, it was like, was it a fog that you walked into Jay in this one? Yeah. So when you were walking over, once you stepped off the bridge, the fog evaporated and then you could start to see where you were. And so rather than looking into that mirror, it was that you, the fog was lifting and you could start to pick out like where, like the scene, the location, stuff like that. Okay. Got you. So did you find that difficult? Because it, it wasn't difficult for me because I already knew which one I wanted to go into, but I think that sounds harder than just like kind of choosing like in a mirror. Yes, it was definitely less. The other one was so focused. This one felt like it was, um, there was too much to too much of a visual to create and too many places for my, my brain to be like, Oh no, that's not real. You're making that up or, Oh no, that's just what you want to see type of vibe. Mm hmm. Yes, that I, I felt like that would probably be true. Um, it was easy, though, if you had one. Yes. I so bet. if you're going to do both of these meditations, I think maybe doing mirrors of time first would be the best order. Right. I agree. Um, so in this one, in that same life, I saw myself, I was clearly later in life. Um, like right. in the midst of time in this life, I, I was clearly pretty young. And in this one, I was a little bit older. And I was some sort of speaker and in it, she says the word orator. And I had that like energy whoosh feeling of like, that's an important word. So I wrote it down yep. uh, and I could tell my job was to win over people. So I was, I was wondering if I was in some sort of political, like, I, I don't know what I was doing, but I could tell that like my job was to speak and to get people like into what I was talking about. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, in this meditation, she says to move, like move time forward or backwards to look in this life. And I believe that uh, Brian Weiss says that in his meditation too. Yep. I could not do this. I could not do that in either one. Like, were you able to, to like slide with time? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's just a really difficult thing to do. That was just kind of like thrown into both of these meditations as like, so easy just slide through time and I was like what I can't do that <laughs> exactly exactly it, it was yeah. definitely difficult yes um in this one she also says um to get an image of what the spirit world looks like I thought that was kind of cool hmm. um did you get an image I did not okay well <laughs> when I tell you my image you're gonna laugh because you already know you already know that I like dream of this exact experience. So it looked like a bunch of shuffling rooms that like I was walking through, like all these different rooms that I could go into, um, which I have dreams of those shuffling rooms. So I thought that was interesting. That's very cool. Um, so that you get brought to your death in this one. I don't think you get brought to it in the other one. Do you? I can't remember. No. Okay. Uh, it, it looked pretty tame. My death in this one, I just looked old. 
and in a bed. It was well, that's it was, a good way to go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> didn't look too didn't look too dramatic. I've seen some some burn at the stake ones and some drown right. in the water ones. So I was like, all right, this isn't this isn't bad. Did you see did you see death in yours? No, I didn't. I just saw it it went it was like it just went to some place where I couldn't see, almost like a fade to black type of mm. experience that I took as that life being over, but I couldn't see it. Yes, right. I you know, I wasn't super disappointed that there wasn't more information about the death. Anytime I've seen the deaths, I've been like, this is right. my least favorite part of looking at this life. So I don't really exactly. care. Um, oh, and she also has you visit your child self. I thought that was interesting yep. in this current life and give that child some advice. I had a little trouble with this. How did you do with this? So that's, that's easier for me because I do a lot of, um, inner child work and like childhood trauma work. So, um, that I, I love that part. That part was fun. <laughs> that part you just felt like you were into. I love it. That part was harder for me. I knew that I needed to give her advice about this performing thing, right. um, but I, I honestly didn't really know what to say. So I, I just, I just felt a lot of stuff about like allowing yourself to just be who you are and not, I feel like that's so it's kind of cliche, but that's kind of all I could come up with. But I did want to look more into that. Like I did want to, I want to go back maybe just on my own and kind of deep dive that a bit more. Right. My future self, how did you do with that? That was a lot murkier for me than the the past, the childhood self. Yes, um, I, I could not see my future self. No. I knew I was talking to my future self, but it was like a shadow. I couldn't, I couldn't see what it looked like. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say it felt like a fog to me. Yes, um, but I did get advice from my future self. What was it? Oh, I, it needs more unpacking. Maybe you can tell me what you think of this advice. <laughs> Apparently this will shock you, Jay, but future me likes to give like these epic little tidbits. I, I'm sure that's just really shocking. <laughs> you. <laughs> so it, the advice was you are a prism. The performer is just one stream of light. Oh my God. It's perfect. <laughs> it's really cool, but I don't know exactly know what it means, but again, I want to deep dive more on that, but what I sort of took was like, sometimes we get so wrapped up in like, what's my identity? How do I present myself? And so I kind of took it to be like in whatever stream you want to that day or works for you or feels right. I don't know. What did, what do you take from that? Right. I mean, there's just a lot of facets of every human being and you were expected to be a performer and then you were criticized for it. Um, and, but it, your, your self doesn't have to revolve around performing. There's so many other facets of who you are. Yeah. I love, love that. It. I know. See, good job, future me, with your epic advice. <laughs> so poetic. I know. <laughs> I wonder when that kicks in. <laughs> My future self was like, take a nap. <laughs> no, I didn't really. I didn't really hear that, but that's what I needed is a nap. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I mean, you did fall asleep during this meditation, right? So, like, you can fall asleep a couple. Of times. <laughs> rest, girl. Rest. That's your. That's yours. <laughs> All right. Well, lastly, I just have one more thing that people can do. I, I think this was just fun. I don't think that there was really much um, to this, but there's a BuzzFeed quiz that mm. you can take where you plug in information. It uses like numerology information and it will tell you how many past lives you've had. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll put that in the show notes too. I did it and it said 33. 
just not accurate. Maybe like 133. I think the, the use of those things is when you do something like that and you use it as like an intuitive test. Like you know that you know it's not going to be right, but then you can actually get more information from your reaction. Yes, like, oh, that's, <laughs> like, not, like that's not right. So yeah, exactly. okay, so it's been a lot more than that. It's like a it's like a way to hone your own intuition with stuff like that. Definitely, and you know what? I thought maybe like life thirty three was one I should go explore. Like maybe yeah. that's why I got the number. So whatever you get. It might not be the exact number of lives you've had, but maybe there's some significance to it. So. Exactly. Right. Yeah. All right. So we'll put that up in the show notes too. Anything else you want to add about this experience? I mean, the only thing I can say is I think you should do it. Even if it you only get a little bit or you don't get much, I think it's worth trying. What do you yeah, think, Jay? Just go easy on yourself. I mean, if you struggle, if you fall asleep, if if there's resistance <laughs> and you don't see all the things, like just be kind to yourself and know that that the more you do intuitive work like this, the easier it becomes um, and the more confident you can feel in it. That's such beautiful advice. I was going to say 100%, but um, we say that to each other a lot. So I was trying to think of a different, <laughs> maybe we can put that on some t-shirts or something. 100%. All right. So for the next episode, when we come back, um, we're going to each tell you guys about um a really cool past life story like that people, other people have had some really kind of bananas experiences. So uh, listen up and tune in for that. And we'll talk to you later. Absolutely. All right. Bye Jay. See you later.